Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. Hey, I have Brandy Lawson here with me today, and this is awesome because I love Brandy. I've loved her for a long, long time. And you get a chance to hang out with us as we just talk today. <laughs> Welcome to Networking School, Brandy. Will you do me a favor? And as you introduce yourself to the world here, would you tell us something yes. you're not going to find in your bio or on your website? Hmm. Oh, that, that, that actually gets harder because I've started putting a lot, like just random stuff on there. So I'm, I'm Brandy Lawson. I have had the pleasure of knowing Tish for many years at this point, which is, <laughs> seems crazy. Um, I run an agency called Fiery Effects. We are a marketing and consulting agency, and we help businesses with what I'm now calling the four simple machines of business. So the areas where we help businesses are with websites, analytics, smart business and technology, uh, because I find those are the areas of business when you apply effort and force, it gets magnified, which is super exciting for us. And something you won't find in my bio hmm, is, gee, I put a lot of things in my bio, Tish. This is the hard one. Um, probably that, um, I do also collect lipstick. Like I have a good amount of colors of lipstick that um, go from from regular shades to pretty bold shades. Okay. Well, what's funny to me is, and I guess it's probably in your bio, but what you all don't know is I promise I cannot see Brandy's feet right now, but she has some hot <laughs> shoes on. Unless you, you have on like slippers or something, but Brandy wears the best shoes. Not even period. Period. With <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I, I, I've actually started putting that in my bio because I do. It's true. I love ridiculous shoes, and really, the more ridiculous, the yes. better. In fact, for a long time, I had a picture on my phone, the background of my phone. There were these uh, crystal-studded knee-high boots, no thigh-high boots, crystal-studded oh. thigh-high boots. Okay. Um, those boots are $12,000 boots. Okay. <laughs> and I kept it on my phone to remind me that there's a market for everything. Yes, th- yes there is. That's so good. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> segue, Brandy. That's a really good yeah. segue. Because one of the things that I find as entrepreneurs, I believe we, I say stop putting thought bubbles over other people's heads because we decide Mm. for them whether Mm -hmm. or not they can afford us, whether or not they're ready. And I'm like, stop doing that. So that's a really, really good point. Um, One of the things I want to share with the audience, and I don't know if you still do this or not, but 
I know one of the things that caught me so impressed with you and like, okay, I need her in my life <laughs> years and years ago is that you did, and again, maybe you still do, but you did this assessment of this audit rather mm-hmm. of my site. Yes. Um, and it was like, hey, I'm just noticing this. And, you know, you might be missing opportunities here. And there's, you know, some things that might not be as clear as you might want. I mean, it was so, and it was well done. It wasn't like, hey, you're really screwing this thing up. It was really like, <laughs> here's some opportunities that you might be missing for potential clients. And it was like, you know, when we're in it, I believe mm. we see it a different way than someone who's visiting it. So yeah. first of all, do you still do that? Yes. And in fact, we yeah. have continued to evolve that. And we now call it a website insight report because I... Oh, this is my little soapbox about analytics and metrics. And also, I don't love audit because that seems to imply you're doing something wrong. And that's not it at all. It's more about um, understanding the opportunities that are present to you and then prioritizing them. Because the other thing that I, in fact, I did, I reviewed one with a client the beginning of last week. And I really want to lay the groundwork of like, hey, we're not saying any of this is wrong. In fact, I like pointing out where things are working (laughs) because just as a business owner myself, we're like, if we get this list of things we can improve, we're like, the sky is falling. Everything's no, no, no. Like these things are going well, here's opportunities for improvement. And more than that, I like to be able to help you prioritize them because none of us can do all of them at once. So yes, in fact, you can go right now to my website and, or even Instagram, there's a link there to get your website insight report. It's a free report now on the backside of that. I will offer you an opportunity to get on a paid call with me and we can talk about it, but you can get the information. And we've really worked hard to make sure that information is digestible by you know, a mere mortal, yeah, yes. <laughs> not full of language. Um, so even if you've got a web professional you work with now, just getting that can kind of give you a checklist of things to do and also see what's working. Like if nothing else, spend a little time on the green checkmark page and go, okay, cool. This is working for me. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so um, just insightful. So I like that yeah, website insight. It's so insightful. It really helps you to get a really clear picture of where you are compared mm-hmm. to probably where you thought you were or where you need to be. And I, I just love that. And I know there's lots more you do. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but you know what? We'll say it again at the end, but for those people who are like, but where do I go get it? How do I get that right now? Tell them your website and then we'll yeah. come and remind them about it later. So it's fiery effects. That's F I E R Y fx.com and it's literally on the homepage um or you can put slash free report at the end of that to go directly to the page you you give us your website and your name and, and your email and then we'll we'll run that for you and send it to you go use it in, pl- in fact like just p- please use it in some way shape or form or if you if you want us to help you further there there'll be an email with an opportunity to get on the phone with me so we can talk about it love that love it love it love it So one thing that I know for a certainty is that you show up powerfully, you show up confident. Have you always been that way, Brandy, or have you had your own journey of finding your confidence and finding your voice? Oh, no, it's totally been a journey. (laughs) In fact, my business started about, I don't know, seven months before I actually caught on and knew I had a business. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's been definitely a journey. And I think this is not only, you know, for business owners in general, but with service providers, especially in the areas that we work. So web, 
and technology. Um, there's, there's a lot of the mechanics mm -hmm. and most of us are in love with the mechanics. Like it, I love, it's so cool. We can do the thing. We can do the thing. Um, but I had a coach be like, Brandy, stop telling me how, cause I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I care is, is it going to fix my problem? Is it going to meet my needs? So there was a lot of, um, I was very confident in talking about the how, but it would overwhelm clients, mm -hmm. just overwhelm. So Bill, it really was building the confidence in um, leading my clients, mm -hmm. showing up for them. And in fact, even when I finally got to the point where I could say this next piece to them um, was really when I arrived in my confidence as a provider, because when I'm talking to potential clients, I will very specifically say, oh, and by the way, during this process, I will never ask you if you like it. Like if we're reviewing website design, if we're reviewing copy, if we're reviewing, I'm never ever going to ask you if you like it because your opinion doesn't belong here. It's not for you. That's good. Yes. <laughs> and, and many, many people are like, well, but, but, but that I, I'm paying for it. I'm like, yes, indeed. You, you are paying for it. And it's to serve your business. We have the goals. We have, we know who we're talking to and that audience is not you. Yes. Cause I, I think that especially in, in the areas we work, providers have done a grave disservice in inviting their client opinions in because they have no other way to present their work. Yes. That's good. Mm. So <laughs> I'm an, I'm out there like telling people, um, it does not matter how pretty you think it is if it doesn't serve a purpose and have a role in your business. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And I totally agree because I've been that person where it's like, oh, I love it. It's so awesome. I love the colors and no one's converting. So it's like, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because if we do our job correctly, you know, and people get really wrapped around the axle with this when we're talking about updating a brand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, again, we do all of this work up front with, um, being really clear about what you're offering it and who you're offering it to with that interaction. So when we do that work correctly, everything else follows. And I don't need to ask you what your favorite colors are. If there's a favorite color you hate, doesn't matter. Not the right place. If you have, if you're working with an interior designer, please go, go there. Yes, yes. Not for you. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Brandy, tell us who do you believe you've had to become in order to enjoy the level of success that you currently enjoy? Oh, well, I had to, I had to become much more willing to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. that I like, I can't even watch the movie dumb and dumber. I physically have to leave the room because I did like, I get so uncomfortable. So that was a real <laughs> process for me of being able to be, to like eat, stay in the room yeah. when I'm uncomfortable because there's so many places in my business that required a lot of growth for me as a, as a person to tackle the money stuff when the money stuff wasn't going well to tackle that. I know like I just <laughs> avoidance is my like <laughs> comfort food. <laughs> so I had to become a woman who is okay and can stay in the room when I become uncomfortable. Um, I had to become a woman who was willing to ask for and receive support which is not something that comes. I'm a eldest child. <laughs> I am fiercely independent and it not recognizing the power of community and not being willing to ask when I needed something or even like it was even deeper than that. I, I didn't even know what to ask for. I had to get better at identifying yeah. where am I stuck? What is going wrong? 
okay, now I know what I can ask for. Now I have to ask for it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just got a master class in that phrase by itself because number one, staying in the room when you're uncomfortable, hello. And most people don't even know that they're running. Right. Years to realize that I was a runner. I was a hider. I was a voider. Plus, it's like, no, let's go do something fun. Let's go do something <laughs> I feel really comfortable doing. I will stand on the stage and talk to people all day, but I'm not going in that quick book. So I'm like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. That is so, so, so good. And did, are you willing to share? Do you even know? I don't know. Are you willing yeah. to share? How did you come from from that place to being able to stay put and being um, able to get in? Well, one, it was recognizing the behavior. Yeah. And then I think the next step in, in that was doing, um, so Tara Newman uh, has a, a, a mastermind community called the Bold Leadership Revolution. And she has this, this tool called the debrief, the CEO's debrief. Mm-hmm. And so basically it's the, like at the end of the week, you say what went well, what didn't go well, knowing what I know now, what would I do differently? And what I found, what I started doing is like, when I would do a CEO debrief, I would be able to reinforce to myself what went well. And then I would keep doing it because I don't know about you, Tish, but have you ever found something that you're like, oh, this is great. This is working. And then you, a couple of weeks later, you turn around and you quit doing that thing. Yes, totally. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Thank you for telling me I'm not the only one. Yes, ma'am. I have. No, so I would constantly, constantly do that. So through the, the debrief, though, like I would reinforce to my little lizard brain, <laughs> oh, this thing is working. Well, let's keep doing that thing. So through that, I was able to go, okay, what's not working? Avoidance. Oh, that's not working. Okay. Well, it didn't work last week either. Huh? Okay. So, (laughs) so then like, I would chip away at that and, and, and then also having that support, the the accountability. So my, my biz bestie, Stacey Harris, um, was helpful in that pursuit, but having somebody who will see you and call you on your stuff is helpful. Um, But then having, for me, having a way to keep unraveling that security blanket that I had mummified myself in (laughs) and and, and prevent myself from re-rolling up was like the CEO's debrief. So some way to keep reinforcing to my brain, oh, this, that, that worked. I will do that again next week. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, how do I not do that again next week? I think was a real stepping stone into me embracing the things that I was finding uncomfortable and starting to get used. Because it's like anything. Like, if you can stay in the room long enough, you will get past the discomfort. Brandy, girl, I knew I loved you already, but you just gave me... A whole other reason, because I think like many other entrepreneurs, people who are listening right now, whether it's this or something else, I always feel like, oh, I can't even tell anybody about that because people are going to think I'm crazy because right. I'm the only one that feels this way. And I think you just set a bunch of people free because they're like, oh, what? <laughs> There's other people who run? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. So- yeah. They, uh, I, would, I would almost unequivocally unequivocally say that there's nothing that you're doing in your business that hasn't been done by somebody like the avoidance, um, the, the pushing off the procrastination, like there's just 
we, as it turns out, businesses are run by human beings yeah. <laughs> and human beings are messy and yeah. imperfect. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you, how you curate your Instagram feed. It change that like behind the scenes, we are all <laughs> yes. grappling with being human. Mm, that's so good. So what would you say if you had to sum up your journey in one word, what would that one word be? Oh, one word unexpected okay tell me why <laughs> well so the year i was born my parents opened a restaurant oh i never knew that and they they are two farm kids from rural montana so i've come from the original entrepreneurs right um, my great great grandparents on both sides came and homesteaded in montana okay. and so we're the original entrepreneurs then my parents opened the Two, two farm kids who had zero business opening a restaurant. Like my dad was an engineer and my mom was, uh, was running, uh, working with a, at a dry cleaner at that point, like no business opening a restaurant. So literally I grew up on the back shelf. There's a terrifying story that mom tells about when I learned to roll over and that she caught me from before I hit the floor. I was like, do we, do we really need to revisit this story? Cause I'm terrified. <laughs> um, and so when, when they came around that I was like, oh, I'm starting this business. I'm like, well, how do I not have this? Like I watched my parents lose their business, um, restart, grow a bit, a second business. Like I understand what it means to own a business. Oh, I did not have it. Mm -mm, not even a little bit. Not, not one time. No. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Unexpected for sure then. <laughs> that is pretty interesting. What would you say? Cause I know we both, travel in a lot of the same circles. We both network, both mm -hmm. now probably a lot more online than offline, but what is your networking secret? What's the thing that, that kind of has worked really well for you as it pertains to networking? Okay. I don't know that it's so much of a secret, but it, um, it's a lot easier than it sounds. Um, show up willing and vulnerable, like owning my stuff, like being able to ask like really ask for what I need. Cause I remember, I think we met at eWomen and we would stand around in those little pods and everybody would have an ask and it would be some version of, I need more clients. Yeah. Um, it was like, <laughs> like really getting to the, you know, what would truly serve me today and um, sharing the good, the bad and the ugly. Like uh, again, societally, I think with social media, there's a lot of this, I need, I need to put on the front. Yeah. But what I found is that I had so many of those layers from corporate. Mm -hmm. And every time I thought I like had taken off those layers, I turn around and be like, wait, where did this one come from? I, it, it was just not serving me at all. Cause I couldn't get what I needed mm. by trying to be somebody I wasn't. So just really vulnerable and authentic and learning to embrace the messiness of just being a human being because then connections happen faster Yeah, when right. you don't bring your armor to the party. Girl, wait a minute. That was so good. That's, that's an orange applause. <laughs> <laughs> that's an orange applause. Don't bring your armor to the party. I just want to sit with that for a second because I think so. And that is a secret because so few people get that, Brandy. I think that people automatically, you've heard me say it before. It's like people put on a name tag and then they go into robot mode. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
hi, my name is, who or what do you do? And it's like, that's not how you talk to someone when you're in the line at Target. That's no. not how you talk to someone sitting beside someone in a basketball game with your kids, you know? So just figure out how to be yourself. And, and so that makes me wonder, because you just said you thought you took the layers off and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, there's another one. I wonder if people struggle to get to that place of figuring out who they really are so that they can show up without the armor. Oh, I, I think a hundred percent. Cause uh, so I came from almost two decades in corporate and the brandy that was there is not the brandy I am now. And we talked about like, who did I have to become? So I do think that we have to version ourselves because I worked in software. I'm like, so the brandy version 2020.10 was was not as upgraded as the brandy version (laughs) 2020.11. So we keep, I keep versioning myself. Um, But also the, I think there's a lot of avoidance that comes to really knowing ourselves too, because if we get to like, what, what, what is my genius? Like what it, then it's always two sides of the same coin. Then we have to also be very comfortable with the stuff we suck at. The thing is never going to be good. The, um, the people we were before and the, like the, the characteristics that make us us are not always the ones we're listing on the resume. Yes. God, that is so good. I don't even know if you realize how good this is, what you're saying. (laughs) It's so good because it's like, taking the time to stop avoiding who you are. Cause it's like, it's yes. like, okay. And I'll tell you a story about me. I have this thing where for years, it's like, I had, okay, I'm going to get up early in the morning. I'm going to spend my time in meditation. I'm going to study the work, all these things that I've been wanting to do for years. And I was finding myself Brandy always cutting it short. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get distracted. I'm like, Oh, the phone rang or, Oh, I got to do this. Or, you know, it's just always something. And it finally came down to me realizing I was uncomfortable being alone because I couldn't face myself. And when I got that, it was like, Oh, I'm saying I want this, but that means I got to get past me to get to me (laughs) so Mm -hmm. that I can, you know, really show up as a supposed to be. And I wonder if there are people who haven't figured that out yet and are still kind of like, Hmm. I don't want to be in this room by myself because guess who's here? It's me. (laughs) And there's, I think one of the things I appled with in the beginning was really judgment. Um, recognizing I was just, I was judging the crap out of myself and not until I could really lay that down. Um, could I, start, start to go past that hurdle. And I think another, and it's, I think Tish, sometimes when we try to unlike unwind how we got here, we're like, well, it, it's actually kind of complicated yeah. <laughs> because I don't know that I could retrace that path, but I did. I, something that might be helpful for your listeners is I discovered a podcast called the armchair expert with Dax Shepard. And my Stacey had been like raving about it for months. And I was like, eh, I don't really like him that much. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm not sure. But then I saw he was interviewing Ted Danson or something. I'm like, well, Ted Danson's fascinating. I, I listened to that. And what I got from listening to it wasn't the interview with Ted Danson. What I got from listening to it was two people willing to have what felt like a bare naked conversation. Nobody brought their armor to that conversation. And I was like, Oh, that's amazing. And so 
I think it's useful to find examples of people owning their stuff. And to my ears, like Dax owns a lot of his crap. (laughs) Like he owns the parts of, cause he's a, he's a recovered addict and he, he openly talks about, he openly talks about a lot of things that everybody else who's ever been in the limelight is trying to like shuffle under a rug. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so now I've, I've, I've heard an example of what that sounds like and no one died. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. And in fact, it was a really powerful conversation because they were willing to go there, wherever there was. And I I really think about, Brandy, when we're sitting at those tables, um, for instance, the one we met at, you know, you sit in these round tables. You're 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 kind of forced to talk to whoever's beside you, if you will. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, mm-hmm. Not to, but isn't it so freeing, so liberating, just so just you know, brand new when someone actually just talks to you and doesn't try to sell you, doesn't try to perform in front of you, doesn't try to be someone, if you will, in order to gain your affection, attention, whatever it might be. But isn't it just like, man, that was a nice conversation. And that was cool. I want to spend more time with this person opposed to not really interested in buying what they have to offer. What else do we have available? You know what I mean? It's just experience. People are afraid to do that. This is so good. This is, this is so good because people hear even the word networking school. They're like, oh, she's going to give me step-by-step. No, take <laughs> all the armor off. Get out of the performance mode and just be, and people will be more, I think people are more attracted to that real authentic self that we yes. try to hide, right? Yes. And we don't even yes. know we're trying to hide. <laughs> well, it's, um, there's nothing more powerful, I think, as a human being, um, to be than to be seen, mm. to see and to be seen. Like yeah. when somebody goes, Oh yeah, I like, I see, I see you. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that, that is the powerful human connection that everybody at the networking is like, come connect. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not, that's not actually connecting unless you're willing to leave the armor at home. Mm-hmm. Cause no one's going to see you behind everything you've constructed. Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, and I'll just share, and I, I, I don't know if you remember or even know how powerful it was for me, but, you know, we've, we've had this kind of relationship where we, like, we hang out a little bit and then we may not see each other for a while, then we hang out for a little bit and we don't see right. each other for a while. But I, th- I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I am, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're the type of person that if it's like, hey, I need to be able to talk to someone about this, or I need to have some accountability around this. Or I need to just share this. I felt like I can call you for those types yeah. of things. Yes. Um, and with no judgment. And this is the thing a few couple of years ago. Now I was in a really dark place, you know, it was just like business was freaked out and it was just weird. And I was just trying to find my way out of it. And you remember I called you and we met at a yeah. program space and it was just so, you know, there wasn't judgment. Like, Hey, try this. And have you looked at this and let's talk about this. And it was just us, you know, just being able to just talk. And it didn't feel like, okay, I'm going to, first of all, you know, I probably would buy stuff from you anyway, because you're awesome. But it didn't (laughs) feel like, you know, let me sell you my stuff or let me tell you what you're doing wrong or let me judge you. It was literally just like, hey, you know, have you seen it from a different lens? Right. Um, And I think there's so few opportunities for entrepreneurs to be able to just have someone in their corner like that. So I want to say publicly to the world, thank you for that. <laughs> it, my absolute pleasure, because the, I, I think that is, 
that is the power of community. Like that's the power of support because people have, people have done that for me. Mm-hmm. And so to just be able to be there, sometimes just a sounding board. Like, I think that was the other like pivot in my business is in the beginning, I was just going to do it myself. I was going to, no one, no one, there's not an exception can do it themselves. Cause you cannot see it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you have one line of vision. I, I like to say the world's best hairdresser, the one that gets paid $5,000 to go on somebody's plane and cut their hair. I think still not going to cut their own hair. Cause there's a spot in the back. They're never going to get right. There's, you yeah. just don't have the, the angle. Yeah. I love that. That's what you, my, my coach always says, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you can see everything outwards, but nothing yourself. No, oh, we could talk all day and I would love to, but I guess we <laughs> what I do want to make sure we find out though, is who are you uniquely gifted to serve? Someone is sitting on Google right now going, I need something. What words are they using and would probably find you or what words would they, should they be using in order to find you? Who are you uniquely gifted to serve? Oh, okay. Well, I think, I, I don't know that I could put it in a Google search. Um, I'm uniquely gifted to serve typically a female business leader mm-hmm. who is ready to make easier, smarter decisions. Because I think that's at the point we're ready to embrace the analytics <laughs> and embrace the the numbers and the metrics and the technology and all of the, the pieces and the smarter business that can help things go well. So they're they're usually at a inflection point. Yeah. They can't they can't scale the Dr. Seuss house they've got. <laughs> <laughs> And they need a plan and an architect um, and somebody who knows all the people to hire. Because that, that's really where we shine is when women business leaders and women business owners are wanting to grow and to make easier and better decisions. Um, that's when we come into play because we can employ the website and the analytics and the smart business and the technology to uh, renovate the Dr. Seuss house <laughs> into something that <laughs> it suits the needs, has all the right bedrooms and the plumbing. We've laid the foundation and, and can get their business to where they want to go. And so usually it starts with like the, the pain points are that they're looking for a website redesign. Yeah. Like, great. Please go listen to the first episode of my podcast before you hire every, anyone. <laughs> you don't have to hire me, but please go listen to that. Um, it also looks like uh, they want a marketing plan. So, or you're going to like start spending real money on any marketing channel. If you're going to hire a PR firm, if you're going to run Google ads, if you're going to run Facebook ads, like if you're going to start really investing in being visible in any marketing channel, that's when we're, that's when we're a good fit for you because you need a plan yes. because much like networking, like, great. You went, you, you, you left your armor at home. You had a great real conversation. And then that person goes and tries to find you on LinkedIn or Googles your name. And then what are they seeing? Is that the same thing that, that is that the same representation of the person that they just met and had a great conversation with? <laughs> Please that. be consistent. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally love that. And I again I've seen your work. I know you're brilliant. <laughs> so I, I I firmly stand behind what Aunt Brand is saying. You have to spend some time with her. Um she can help you to make sure you are not only consistent, but you really do look like the expert that you are in your field. Um Brandy, tell us a little bit about your podcast so people know where to find it. 
Yes. So um, my podcast is called Leverage Your Spark. We launched it um, the second week of November. So I think there's five episodes out now. Each, yeah, each episode is five minutes, five or five minutes about, because I try to be real succinct. Yeah. <laughs> I know not, we, we're all stressed for time. You got to get it, get in, get it done. So each one is actionable. And we, we walk through, we take a business problem and then we examine it through our four simple machines of business. So each four, each four episodes, like you could binge them together in just 20 minutes, um, walks through the angle of websites, smart business, analytics, and technology. So um, the first four are the origin story, how, how those came to be the things that we focus on and why they're important. I do talk a bit about my parents. <laughs> and then the next four are about email, like what email isn't is not for. <laughs> Yes. So we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, and then I just recorded the next set, uh, which are really about the metrics that matter. Mm. And the, uh, people get real like squishy around metrics. And I'm like, listen, this is not the seventh grade. This is not a report card. Metrics are not a report card. Because if you think they're a report card, you're, you're bringing your judging hat to it. Yeah. You're thinking there's an end of semester and that there's no time for extra credit. That's not true. Yeah. Metrics are the way that you get your treasure map. You got to come with curiosity and openness and look for the gold because it's there. And so I talk about um, not just like the the language of metrics, but like just how to decode it for your own business and which ones matter. I love it so much. Um, I'm going to go and subscribe like right away. <laughs> really, really, really good stuff. Brandy, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Networking School. And we will definitely will definitely want to catch up again because as your podcast grows, I know that people are going to have more questions and we want to make sure that we give it as much visibility as we can, you know, from our side. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you more than you know. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And if people want to get their free insight blueprint for the website, it's fireeffects.com slash free report. So just go grab it. Absolutely. We'll make sure it's in the show notes too. Thank you, Brandy. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcast. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.